Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very excited to be with you today because we get the bull around. It's the offseason. We're going to talk about everything and nothing all at once. We got some soccer talk. We got some American football talk, transfer talk, NBA talk, believe it or not. <laughs> There's lots of stuff going on in this episode. Before you get into it, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. We will find lots of fun and interactive content, and you will be able to interact with the first presidencies that we are calling. Make sure as well that you are leaving a review and that you are downloading the episodes. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here, that's right! Let's back this bullet. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> let's go wild, let's man. Go, baby. Let's go. Thank you for joining us for this episode that Justin introduced so beautifully, did he not? That was a great introduction, Justin. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You really set the table for the... Uh, appetizers as well as the meat and potatoes of the episode, mm, which we yes. will get you. Put my heart and soul food into it. Ooh, I like that. Mm. Heart and soul food. That's that's nice on you. Yes. Play on words there. Thank you, thank Speaking you. Speaking of food, mm. I, I like fish. Oh. And Little Mermaid is coming out this weekend, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was an that's incredible a, segue. Yeah, that's our <laughs> pop culture moment yep uh yeah pop culture uh little mermaid uh i just recently saw the original one like okay. this like past for the year, first time the first time in my life what yeah, how <laughs> i don't know i didn't grow up on disney I, I grew up on lion king and the jungle book okay other than yeah. that i hadn't seen like any other disney movies. really yeah wow mm-hmm. have you like gotten to watch them now or are you still like S- haven't the seen the majority of them yeah yeah interesting still haven't seen uh the original cinderella Okay. Well, maybe I have. Okay. Like, I just don't remember watching it, you know? Mm-hmm. Or the original Beauty and the Beast. Though I have yeah. seen the live action. Okay. The original Beauty and the Beast is way better. Mm-hmm. Might be a hot take, but that's Sleeping that's Beauty. Soundtrack, never seen honestly. it. Sleeping Beauty, never seen it? No. Nope. That's kind of an old Sleeping one. Beauty. Snow White? I get those mixed up. Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. Oh, yeah. I was Sleeping Beauty is the one with the dragon. They both sleep, don't they? I was thinking of yeah, that's both, true. but I haven't seen either of them. <laughs> why, why watch this when you could watch the Cars series or the Kung Fu Panda series? Why that's better? true. Cars is honestly so yep. Cars is incredible. You can throw DreamWorks in there, Over the Hedge, yeah. Madagascar. Yeah, DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. Those are awesome. By the way, they're coming out with Kung Fu Panda 4 next year, so big deal. Okay. Okay. I'll be there. I'm going to be honest, Kung I didn't Panda see... four. I don't remember two or three of Dude, Kung Fu Panda. Dude, Kung Fu Panda 2 is arguably the best of the series, and Kung Fu Panda 3 is right up there, too. Like, Interesting. Both the sequels are incredible. Make sure you watch Kung Fu Panda 2 and 3. Like, I kid you yeah. not, Kung Fu Panda 2 is incredible, like a cinematic masterpiece. Wow. Those movies just make me happy. I feel like. <laughs> they're just like... They're good movies, you know? They are. They are good movies. They are good movies. You know, and I saw it by accident one time. I was... <laughs> I remember I was in high school... And I was trying to take this girl on a date, but she took forever to get ready, so we missed the movie that I was going to take her to. Nice. And Kung Fu Panda 2 was on, so we just went to Kung Fu Panda 2, and it was awesome. Nice. Didn't really like the date, but nope. the movie was <laughs> sick. But the movie was sick. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. 
That's all that matters. Uh, yep. Yeah, Little Mermaid is the the woke version people are saying. <laughs> is, that, is that the same? She's the black. Happening? Isn't she black? She's black. Way? Heaven forbid. We yeah. all know mermaids are white, don't we? <laughs> They're Caucasians. Obviously. Well, have you seen the first one, Danny? They were all white. So yeah. obviously, mm-hmm. this is mermaids came from Northern Europe. Did they not? I don't know. Do I they? actually don't I know. I have no clue about the lore of mermaids. <laughs> I think they're, uh, no one could say that they're white or black. Just or like anything. sailors, I guess. Yeah. Um, mermaids originated in Syria around 1000 okay. BC. Okay, oh, so. From the goddess Atargis when she dove into a lake to take the form of a fish. As the gods there would not allow her to give up her great beauty, only her bottom half became a fish, and she kept her top half in human form. So she's like... <laughs> so this is... We're getting wow. to the Jesus debate. So yeah, wait, how do we go to Jesus here? He's depicted <laughs> in lots of Western literature and even mm. in church as white. True. Right, Though he right. grew up and was born in a Middle Eastern country. True. So yes. was Jesus white? Was he black? Was he brown? Olive skinned? Mermaids, are they white? Are they black? Olive skinned? Are they brown? See, that's an interesting debate there. That's mm-hmm. very interesting. I like to take the Harry Potter approach where they're mm-hmm. just a completely different species altogether. Yeah. Jesus or mermaids? <laughs> uh, mermaids. I don't I think Jesus makes an appearance in Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Well, but like you're just taking the approach, right? And I guess you could kind of argue that Jesus is a different species given the fact that he's half God unlike the rest of us. True. Yeah. True, because what's to say that... Okay, no, he's full God. This is yeah. just getting very doctrinal here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. It's religious slash political podcast. <laughs> what a uh, great start to the podcast. Let's make it clear. Uh, I think, do either of us, do any of us care that the Little Mermaid is black now? Like, I actually really like it. I, just, yeah, I, don't, I don't care. I mean, it's neither neither a positive nor negative for me. It's be, just like, cool. Yeah. Maybe there's both white and black mermaids. Yeah. Well, as, <laughs> as long as, her, as, long as she that. acts good, like, it doesn't matter to me. I think yeah. the, uh, something that is funny to me mm. is in the trailer you see some of her sisters of varying, you know, racial ethnicities, all that, you know? Okay. But the dad is, like, white slash Pacific Islander. Mm-hmm. And so it insinuates that he was very uh, productive oh, in see. his youth. Yeah, you know. Prolific lad. Prolific. <laughs> Genghis Kong-esque. Like Poseidon? Poseidon or something? Uh, his name's Triton. Oh, Triton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if he's, like, a deity figure, but like he's, like, he's, like, the king of the mermaids, so... Mm-hmm. Because, like, given, okay. like, Greek and, like, Roman mythology, like, yeah, the gods were quite promiscuous. Yes. Oh, yes. Very much so. Which yes. makes me wonder why they changed her bottom half into a fish. I don't know if we want to go there, <laughs> but... <laughs> That's good. Oh, <laughs> I think it's time to move on. Getting weird. We talked about it here. <laughs> I think it's time to cancel Jared again. Should we, should we, should we hit the uh, cancel Jared button? Yeah. Jared, you're canceled. <laughs> Dang it. We'll see if your coworkers call you out again. <laughs> That was so funny. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, speaking of Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Hogwarts Legacy, I'm about 30 hours in, a little over 30 hours in. Mm, okay. It is incredible. I think it's maybe one of the best games I've ever played. Wow. It's up there with Red Dead Redemption 2 as the greatest video games I've ever played. I would highly recommend it to any of you that enjoy Harry Potter, enjoy the lore, or enjoy video games in general. Uh, very, very good. Very intense. The story is getting... Very interesting say, now, to say the least. I, I, I'd be intrigued. Yes. If they were to make like a movie version, it would be amazing. But there's just so much content that mm. I don't know if you could do like a watch through of like the scenes and stuff. But very, very good. In other Harry Potter news, I don't know if you guys have seen it. I can show it to you after the show. 
there's this series going around on TikTok where it's basically all the Harry Potter characters, but they're AI, like, made to look buff. And <laughs> they, like, speak in their AI, and it's, like, Harry Squatter or Harry Spotter, depending on who. You got, like, Hermione Ganger. You know, like, I forget what the, all the other names are, but, yeah, I'll show it to you guys later. That's good stuff. Also seems like a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> That's well, a yeah, Harry Potter, they're... British. 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 And so is the pronunciation of our next segment. Oh! Which is. Proper football. <laughs> proper football. It's I wish a joyous time of the show. Uh, I wish we were on YouTube so you could see Dan's proper yeah. right there. That was something. <laughs> it's the joyous time of the show where Justin has no clue what's going on and he gets to sit there and listen to our two. Handsome gentleman speaks the proper game. Cheerio. Beans on toast. Beans on toast. All right, just throwing a beans on toast every few seconds. <laughs> In it? Uh, it is. Because. Bottle of water. Yes. Bottle of water. Exactly. Uh, the USMNT got a bottle of water. Oh, a uh, tall one. We stole a recruit. Oh. We we flipped the commit. Yes. From Fularen Belogan. Now, do not <laughs> quote me on that pronunciation and or spelling. Uh, but he is a striker. Dan, tell us more about this. Get how big this is for the U.S. men's national team. This is the best dual nat, as they say, dual national in recent memory. Okay. He's also eligible for England and Nigeria. Mm. He's 21 years old. He plays in France. France. But Messi and Neymar also play in France. Mm. You mean France? France. And this guy, Fullerin Balogun, <laughs> he's got more goals than both of them. That's amazing. Great score. It's a position of need for us. We you know, haven't had any stability at the striker position. He'll instantly make our team a lot better, so huge get for the Americans. Time to speak in an American accent. Hey, Britain, I have something to tell you. I haven't proofread this video at all, so hopefully <laughs> this isn't weird. But I have something to tell you. This is America! Yeah, we- Britain. <laughs> Feel the wrath of my bald eagle. Frick you. Yeah. Take that, Britain. Take that, Britain. Take that tea and pour it in your harbor. own you. Losers. (laughs) Um, This is huge. I remember watching the World Cup and being very frustrated because we had so many, like, quote-unquote chances, Mm -hmm. but none of them found a head or a foot in the box. Mm -hmm. This will solve that problem, hopefully. Yes. Makes our team so much better. And in general, summer is the season of international soccer. Um, Love that. The World Cup is in Qatar. And <laughs> it can't be in the summer. But nice, of course. Go, go, that yeah. was an anomaly. <laughs> right now, the U20 World Cup is happening. Ooh. The United States is in this World Cup, and they're two games into their group stage. Okay. 2 0. Yeah. Clap it up. We're advancing. Moving yeah. on. They, they sealed an advancement to the knockout stage. Uh, there's a, a local guy, plays for Real Salt Lake. Oh, whom we will talk about Un- under next. peer review. Yes. Salt Lake, as of not now. sure if they're real. His name is Diego Luna. He played in both games. Um, in the most recent game, he had a goal and assist. Woo! So huge contributor for them. Um, he can't get many minutes with RSL though, because our our coach is a doofus. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's how that's very going. Very good. Very good. Nice. I love seeing Dan's tweets on <laughs> on Twitter about. Uh, 
strategy moves for RSL. <laughs> Just yeah. roasting. It's awesome. They should let Dan be the coach. I have my thoughts about RSL's coach. Yeah, Dan, what about... Who cares about med school? You need to go be the coach of RSL. <laughs> that would be a, quite a surprise. <laughs> you do what Mike Leach did. He went to like graduate school for being a football coach. Yeah, you could do that. Okay. Or you could go, go to, to like a grad school. You go to RSL Academy. Grad school, yeah. You probably have a coaching tree. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Speaking of under peer review Salt Lake, though, Home. we have another debate on our hands. Yes. Um, so we drew with Portland at home on Wednesday. All right. Portland good? Uh, pretty. They're, they're, they're better than Decent, us. Decent, yeah. Yeah. But we did beat them 4-3 the week before in the Open Cup. But we played them at home. It was a 0-0 draw. It was our fourth straight MLS regular season game without a goal. Yeah, not good. Not good. Goals, How, goals is points in soccer. So zero <laughs> goals is not good. Yes. <laughs> Imagine not scoring a touchdown for four straight games. I mean, all you have to do is be an Iowa fan. Exactly. That's true. Maybe we should ask them. Yeah. <laughs> RSL fans and Iowa fans have a lot in common. Yeah. Night. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we've been stinking it up. Terribly, like we had tied 0-0 with a couple of teams, especially at Houston, which was an important match for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it sucks because it had been like 350 minutes without scoring a goal. Mm. Very hard. However, on Saturday, we played in the Rocky Mountain Cup against the Crapids, and we won 3-2. It was awesome. We scored three yeah. goals in the first half. They were, one of them was extremely lucky, but... <laughs> It was still exciting yeah. to watch. You gotta get scoring somehow. Uh, they they looked very good in that game. Also, the Crapids are not good, but oh. we played very well and we got three points, which was much needed. Yeah. What is the Rocky Mountain Cup? Is that part of the MLS or no? It's um, like it a is, rivalry game. Yeah, okay. it's just the name of it's just the rivalry the game, game. Yeah. between Blank Salt Lake and the Crapids. Exactly. Colorado Rapids. <laughs> So yeah, we went from not scoring in four straight games to scoring three goals in the first half against the Crapids. Not bad. Quite Good a change. Good turnaround. Good yeah. turnaround. Um, which, yeah, that was a good result. The first game, a, a nil-nil draw at home is not as good of a result. No. <laughs> um, which begs the discussion. What is Salt Lake? Real? Under peer review of becoming real? Theoretical? Hypothetical? Or fake? Mm. I would like to submit my suggestion, and you guys uh, can debate. I would like to say, um, like loading or pending, because I think they've, I think pending the peer review process went very well. Yeah. Right. Okay. We we scored three in the first half. We drew against a team that probably should have beaten us. Mm-hmm. Um, the game against Portland was also delayed ninety minutes for rain, so it was very late, very soggy pitch. Um, so I would like to say it's a step up, just like a tiny step up from under rev- like peer review, like it's pending now, or it's pending. or it's loading, something to that effect. Hmm. What I would add is, in MLS, the old I don't know strategy is to win at home, draw on the road. If you do that most of the time, you'll be in good shape. Mm-hmm. This week we drew at home and won <laughs> on the road. Oh, interesting we take. It. <laughs> so we got the same amount of points, but we didn't do it in the usual way. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, I don't know what this team is. To be honest, <laughs> they're they're a little confusing sometimes. I'm fine with pending. I'm probably fine with anything at this point. Honestly, 
like you said, Jared, I do think that the peer review process went well, from what I understand. And Dan, like you're saying, like you, you can't give them a definitive grade yet. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I don't know. This might be too long of a one, but the only thing that I can think <laughs> of is uh, grades are being posted Salt Lake. Mm. Okay. So it's after finals, but before the grades are online. Yeah, gotcha. like it's been graded, but it hasn't been posted yet. Yeah, okay. The professor is like just taking forever to like put the paper score that he put like into the system. Yeah, you know. So it's we're like kind of at the time of the year when you had this teacher that didn't believe in technology. Yeah. And graded all of your stuff, but didn't put in any of your scores until finals week, so you have no clue what you're grading <laughs> in the classes. <laughs> yeah. What about Purgatory Salt Lake? I was going to say Learning Suite is down Salt Lake. <laughs> I, like I like that. I think Purgatory is a step but, down from peer review. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Probably a little above Purgatory, so. Yeah. Learning Suite learning is down. Suite. I like Learning Suite is down Salt Lake. I like that. All right. Uh, yeah, just to, to let you guys know, Learning Suite is down Salt Lake, are now 11th in the West, 24th overall out of 29 teams. That's not last, so, baby. Yeah. I mean, the, we've been better the last week, so we'll hope we can continue the trend and Learning Suite can get back on its feet. Yes. <laughs> uh, this week, we have a U.S. Open Cup match on Wednesday night at Colorado again. Deja vu. I would love to see us win that game. That would yeah. put us through into the Elite Eight, if I'm not mistaken, yep. uh, where we'd probably play LAFC, which would be a very hard match. But yes. getting to the Elite Eight, I think, would be a win with this squad, mm-hmm. especially what we've seen in the beginning half of the season. Uh, What would you say, Dan? Would that be a good accomplishment? Um, Yeah, I think some important context is we rotated our team a lot against Colorado Mm. the last time so that we could have our stronger squad for this game on Wednesday. Gotcha. So we should be expecting to win this one. Okay. And it would be great for the team if we did win. We've done it literally this weekend, so we can do it again. Let's Let's do it. Let's run it back. Um, and then Saturday we play at Minnesota. They're 6th in the West with 18 points, 14th overall uh, in the entire MLS. Uh, it's going to be tough coming off of an important Open Cup match, um, but we will still be trying to win, at least get a draw, uh, since it's an away game, as Dan said. A draw on the road. Get a draw one on point. Uh, I would love to see us get a draw with at least one goal as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's Score true. once. Yep. We don't want to go back to our old ways. <laughs> How are the ladies doing the ladies, let's go through our NWSL roundup. First off, we had Ashley Hatch and her Washington Spirit facing off against our own Michaela Clough and the Orlando Pride. Uh-oh. We had some friendly fire in this one. We got some blue <laughs> um, blood. The Spirit were top of the league before this game, and the Pride were 10th out of 12. I like oh. this dichotomy here, the yeah. Spirit and Pride. Like that That's true. That's feels true. very Book of Mormony. I never realized that. Spirit, Pride, Tradition. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta make those jerseys. Um, yeah, both BYU players started. Okay. Hatch and Clough. Hatch played seventy minutes. Michaela Clough went the full ninety. Oh, nice. Unfortunately, no yellow cards or goals for anyone. Rats. Mm. But surprisingly, the Pride won. Oh, wow! Good for Michaela Clough, I guess. That's a nice like underdog story. Yeah, you'd never have guessed that after reading so Third Nephi. What so. can we learn from this? If you have pride, it's better than having the spirit. I think I think that's a good takeaway. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's what this game I think that's what we determined. That's <laughs> pride trumps spirit. All right. Sounds good. Um, moving on. Uh, our very favorite 17-year-old heartthrob, Olivia Moultrie, 
had two shots, one shot uh-huh. on goal. Four 17-year-olds. Uh, she scored in the 16th minute for the Portland Thorns. Part she of a scored. four-nil victory. She wow. has been nice. popping off yeah, this season. Yeah, she's on a roll. Uh, absolutely uh, amazing season for her so far. She's had a goal or an assist in the last four games that she's played in. Uh, definitely a breakout year, I would yeah. say. Yes, uh, especially as a 17-year-old. Like, yeah. that's awesome. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, and then Michelle Vasconcelos also plays for the Portland Thorns. She subbed in in 62nd. Huh? Yeah, so good for them. Yep. They got the dub. Good, 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 uh, good. Yeah, just last things, Cam Tucker had a leg again. Uh, mm. Cam Tucker's got a She's leg. Still out Legs will leg. get you. And then this is news. Kat Macario, Katarina Macario, is the best American soccer player, women. Very, very good. Um, she's been out for a while with an ACL. She plays in uh, France. In for, France? For Lyon. Oh. And she's been out for a while, and it is official she will also be out for the World Cup. Mm. So add her to the long list of you know, great players who have ACL injuries for this Women's World Cup. I think this Women's World Cup may actually be entertaining this time then. Mm. We actually won't know if the U.S. is just going to run away with it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but again, Ashley Hatch, I, I'm pretty sure she's lock, right? For the, for the mm. roster now? Most likely. Most yeah. likely. I would not say it's a lock, but... Okay. It's likely. She's yeah. getting it. It's a zip tie. She's a zip tie. Yeah, she's a zip tie. She's probably one zip tie Okay, in the roster. Solid right. hold, but, you know, but could break it. Breakable with a certain amount of leverage and or sharpness. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah. talking soccer. That's, that's, your that's proper, proper football. football. That's proper football. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the NBA. What? It's appropriate. It's As appropriate. We <laughs> because we are towards the end of the conference finals. Yep. Um, I was at a bowling alley watching the demise of LeBron James, which there is nothing better to do than watch the downfall <laughs> yeah. of LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, LeBron, you suck. Not my goat. Swept in the finals. Not my goat. You are a freaking... Uh, what's a Schnobbly dobbler. You're a schnobbly dobbler. Okay. We should do that meme where it's like the guy in his pajamas for his wedding. <laughs> and then he's in a tuxedo. LeBron's downfall. <laughs> that's that's how we are right now. Yes. Uh, I tried to watch. Me and my dad don't watch the NBA. Mm-hmm. Can't stomach it. Um, but my uncles and cousins are super into it. And on our little group chat, like they're always talking about it, you know? Yeah. So me and my dad saw that the Nuggets were beating the crap out of them in game three. We tuned into the end of the game to kind of like watch it. Hopefully LeBron would do something funny. He did. He left the court early with like 90 seconds left in the game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loser, you know. But after he won, after the Lakers lost and the Nuggets won, Jamal Murray had like 40 points. Nikola Jokic had a triple-double or something. There was no coverage of the Nuggets. No nope. shots of the crowd. No nope. shots of Jamal Murray or Jokic or the t- coach or anything. It was only talking about LeBron and AD. The only stats they showed were LeBron and AD. It's disgusting. They do not talk about the the teams that win. They only talk about their little babies, like baby LeBron mm-hmm. and freaking AD, who needs to get wheelchaired off because he got hit in the head. Yep. Uh, like it's just I can't watch it. The media is buying into all this. It's basically it. It really is the WWE. It, yeah. It's the yeah. WWE, it's but not basketball. Sports. It's yeah. entertainment. Exactly. Not sport. Entertainment. I can't. I can't watch it. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, the Nuggets just swept their opponent in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. No one cares. When's nope. the last time that happened? <laughs> this is their first time ever making it to an NBA Finals. Yeah, and probably got to win the thing. And everything that, the only thing that everyone is talking about is whether or not LeBron is going to retire. 
<laughs> like, no one is talking about the Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. So, I'm out. I'm fully out on the NBA. Yeah. It's disgusting. I gotta say, I do... I don't mind the Heat. Yeah. They're, they're a little bit of a dark horse. Okay. Kind of a bad boy. Jimmy Butler is very impressive. He's, he's like... Kind of the old NBA, what we used to love about mm-hmm. it. Jimmy yeah. Butler still has that. I yeah, think. he does. Yeah, he plays hard. I like that. And yeah, he's he's a dude. He smack talks. Yeah, I like him. He dishes plays it and he mind. takes it. Yeah. yeah, dishes and takes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he are could possibly sweep the Celtics tonight. They're up three zero. Uh, Jimmy Butler, ton of good juju from the BYU jersey he wore in that random photo in his house that one time. Yes. Yes. Do you guys know the story behind that? Yeah, apparently Jordan Leslie's his brother. Yeah, they yeah. like grew up together. I did not tight. know that. Isn't that Jimmy wild? Yeah. That's so random. That's small Jimmy world. Butler's adopted, so I guess he got adopted into Jordan Leslie's family. Yeah, very very cool connection. Uh, also, like the most random connection ever. Very like, random. Some transfer wide receiver at BYU was brothers with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy yeah. Butler. <laughs> like kind of wild. Super weird. Man, that's great. But we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll definitely take it. Yeah. We'll take credit for his success. Yep. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. That was again. the spirit, definitely. Or er, pride. That was yeah. pride. 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 That BYU pride. <laughs> uh, should we pivot towards a real sport? Um, yes. Um, <laughs> Deb's been watching too much F1. <laughs> <laughs> too, many, too many lawn mowing videos. I've actually never watched that, but that's what the sound is. Okay. Good clarification. Yeah, USFL. What's going on? Uh, apparently the Stars are leading the division at 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. I don't know. Some division. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the South Division in the XFL. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Stars and the Showboats have both won three straight. Three straight? Okay. okay. Showboats just shut out the Pittsburgh Maulers, too. Oh, wow. baby. Honestly, karma for them and their dumb black and yellow yep. jerseys that they karma. changed for the purple and orange ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, breakers? What's going on, Dave? Breakers update. The breakers have lost two in a row. Ooh. They're now the New Orleans Splashes. Oh, that is quite the downgrade. Yeah. The, the wave pool. Nothing more than a splash. That went from like thousand casualty call, like tsunami waves to like a little boy in the yeah. bathtub with a rubber like, duck. Exactly. Ooh, baby. Quite the change. Not yeah. Good. They got to turn things around. Uh, I think that wraps it up for that. Troy Warner doing amazing. Kanakua also signed. Uh, oh, did he? Yeah. He's been playing awesome as well, so I mean, good for them, yeah. right? But playing the game they love, yeah, playing the game they love, sure. getting paid for it, and and excelling. Cat. Like they've been. Troy Warner is by far, maybe not the best in the entire league, but he's definitely top two or three in in the USFL. So it's very impressive mm-hmm. to see them do their do uh, their BYU stuff in the USFL. Yeah, maybe that'll help them make the jump. Yeah. Well, speaking of playing the game you love, but not getting paid for it. Oh, uh, paying for it. <laughs> I have to address the crowd. Uh, it was our final regular season game in the UTFL for the Aztecs, and it did not go great. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, personally, I played a pretty good game. Had some really nice catches and runs. Had some tackles for loss. Play, shut down my side. But um, honestly, our defense did pretty well. Like, I can't even. Like, there was one drive that was elongated by this dumb thing that somebody did, but it was fine. We only allowed 12 <laughs> points the entire game. Oh, no. 
And we lost 12 to 7. Oh, oh no. no. Our offense just couldn't get the ball moving. Seven points. We we dropped a wide open touchdown pass. This is like which was Iowa. Painful. Yeah. Very painful. And on the final possession. Oh no. We have the ball. Three minutes left. Down five. Yes, down five. Literally just need a touchdown. The opponent's 30 yard line. Oh no. And they say, okay, and we're on the left hash, right? Okay. Okay. So the running back says, hey, I want to run to the left. Okay, whatever. Short side of the field, whatever. You get out of bounds, we'll stop do the clock, we'll do maybe. It. I block my guy, because I'm at tight end. Block my guy to the outside. Okay. Like, cause like it's, towards it's, the boundary? Yes, because he's supposed to cut off my rear end. Okay. What does he do? He goes outside. He, he goes outside. <laughs> oh, and no. gets tackled a yard in the backfield. Nice. Oh. And then he goes, yo, let my cousin run the same play. Okay. Huh. Even though there's like, hey, there's this tight end screen that we've Throwing the Justin twice and he's gotten 15 yards on either of them. Let's not do that. Let's let's do this again. Of course, to the same short side of the field. Nice, <laughs> classic. What does he do? Bounces outside. <laughs> classic. Loses two yards. And I then love- they say, "Hey, let this other guy run this play." They ran the ball three straight times <laughs> to the short side of the field, down a score with three minutes left, and didn't call any timeouts or anything. So. Obviously, and then on fourth down, there was a drop pass at the first down marker. Classic. So, they get the ball with 20 seconds left. That's just me <laughs> at the clock. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but we didn't make playoffs for the bottom seed, seventh seed. Ooh. We play the Wakanda Panthers, June 3rd. Uh, should be an interesting game. Uh, our best running back and one of our better wide receivers are no longer going to be playing for us because they're playing for the Salt Lake Senate. Which is a semi-pro team. Oh, oh wow! So They're semi-pro. Mm, yeah, it's yeah, it's a yeah. Technically semi-pro. semi-pro. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's like probably two steps down from the USFL XFL. Okay, so like Wrexham, kind of what we're talking. Wrexham. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, we're in the playoffs. Okay. Trying to make some noise. Um, there might be some. Happenings this offseason. I, I wanted to bring this up. Justin sent out a text mm-hmm. earlier about a, a dilemma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts, Justin. Where does your. Uh, I'm going to lay forward a hypothetical to you, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. So say you are a free agent. Yeah. And it's. You were an undrafted free agent. Yeah. In the NFL, okay? You're playing for a team like the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Where it's loyalty because they signed you, they picked you up. Right, they loved you at first sight. They let you play. You did well for them, but they're a clown show of an organization. Yeah, offense is utterly terrible. Yeah, and a lot of the players on the team, frankly, are not good. Mm-hmm. What would you do in your second season if you're a free agent? Would you resign? They're willing to resign you, or you could take your talents to South Beach or something. Um, what 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 would you do this hypothetical situation? See, if if. If I was getting paid, I'd go to who was winning more, you know? Okay. I, I feel bad just because, like, you know, the the quarterback, that the the owner of this team, because, you know, what Jared's insinuating is there's another team being built that I am being invited to. Um, I like the guy. He's a really nice guy, but, you know, it's it's been really frustrating how the offense has struggled lately and the play calling and that kind of stuff, and... I don't know. I feel like a certain degree of loyalty to him just because this is a rec league that I'm in to like kind of like, like I take it seriously, but at the same time I'm there to have fun. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm there to just hang Spice out with the guys. Yeah. And, like it, it's a rec league, you know. Yeah. So I kind of have to make the decision: Am I okay with hurting some feelings to go win some more football games and be with a group of guys that I might like more, might like less? Who knows? Uh-huh. I don't know. It's it's a difficult decision. Um, hopefully, the owner of the other team is not listening to this. The owner of either of the teams are not listening to this because I'm a little wishy-washy. But, no, at this point, I do believe that I'm going to take the other contract. Oh. Nice. Okay. Power move. Do believe I'm going to be playing for a different team this fall. Oh Flex those muscles, Justin. Hey. Flex them. George Washington played for a different team. That's true. Didn't he? That's it true. Worked out well for him. That is very you know true. What? Dang it, I deserve it. I'm leading the league in sacks and tackles for loss. Dude, you can Both. do what you want, bro. Yes. Star. You only, can do what you want. The only thing I feel like I haven't... The only reason I feel that I haven't been like poached by more teams is that I never post in the Facebook, so I don't think anybody knows who I am. Like, <laughs> I don't have a profile picture on like the UTFL page. Like It's just Justin Anderson and like a stock silhouette photo. Yeah. Nice. Like Nobody knows who I am. Keeps that way. <laughs> yeah. You got the power. The ghost. Yeah. Yeah, people are like, 24, who the heck is 24? And then yeah. you just wreck them and it's they're my, like... The thing oh, yeah. is, too, like, 24, like, I don't even have a nameplate either. <laughs> I'm straight up just 24. I remember that. Very nice. Anyway. Well... We will be fasting and praying for you as you make this very heart, uh, very this very tough, life changing decision. Yes, it will alter your future forever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll also be trying to have as much pride as possible. Yep, because yeah. as we learned, that's what helps you the most. Pride overcomes the spirit. Justin, just rely yeah, on that pride. pride. Got to go with yeah, pride. Have some pride. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why you're ditching the old team. <laughs> let's, let's move on from the UTFL. Let's talk a little bit about BYU. Interesting. Uh, we have a mailbag BYU question. Football in this uh, podcast. Yeah. We have a mailbag question from the Stroke Doc himself. Oh, oh wow! Just a let's go. Uh, he asks, "Did you see Homo's tweet about preferred fan color being royal, except at Kansas? Discuss what this means." Uh, so yes, I did see it. Old news. It was in response uh, to. Somebody was asking about colors that fans should wear to away games and to home games. Last year, they did away with navy for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what we've been clamoring for for a long time, that royal become the primary color and navy become the alternate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We whip mm-hmm. them out once or twice a year as an alternate uniform. That's kind of what it was last year. I don't know if it'll stay that way, especially because Billy Nixon, the head of equipment at BYU, is leaving. Well, he wasn't the head of equipment last year either. Well, he it was like he was the head of the head of equipment. Ah. He was like the ah. director of football operations. Got it, got it. Got right. It. True. Um, but I would like that because the thing that pops into my head is navy looks too much like black, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't stand out in opposing uh, stadiums. And then when we wore black to the Notre Dame game, mm-hmm. like it, it didn't pop out. Like there were tons of BYU fans there, but you couldn't really tell because all the black just blended in with, the, with the stadium or it just looked like it was just a casual fan there. Royal pops out when we were at the Oregon game, when I went to the um, Nebraska game. Like, Royal pops out so much in opposing fan stadiums. I think that should be the primary, regardless of the jersey we're wearing. Royal should be the color we wear when we go to away games. Obviously, Kansas is probably an exception. Unless they wear yeah. their alternate reds, that's going to be a royal stadium. Like, they're going to all be wearing royal. Yeah. yeah. So, I maybe then you do white or something. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. What do you guys think? I agree. I think royal is... If you're choosing between royal and navy, royal's usually going to be the better option. Uh, with the exceptions that we've said. I think, 
you know, the occasional, we can shake it up occasionally, do a whiteout, do a blackout, whatever. Mm -hmm. As yeah. long as it's done well. Like, yeah. don't, don't do a blackout at, like, a noon kickoff. Yeah. Type Oregon thing. State 2014. Yeah. <laughs> we got to be smart with our exceptions, but there can be some exceptions that work well, but... Don't make I, your blackout brown, either. Yep. Yep. Oregon. Don't look like Wyoming. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, Royals, uh, it's, we're moving in a right direction with the move to Royal. I think so, too. I mean, this is this comes from last year when Tom Homo told fans to wear Royal to all games unless told otherwise. Like, Royal's just more fun of a color, like Dan and Jared were saying. It pops more. It's more unique to BYU. But once we go to Kansas, they literally use the same shade of Royal. Like, literally, like yeah. down to the red-blue-green combination. Exactly the, the exact same Royal blue that we use. So I imagine at Kansas, with our first Big 12 game, we'll probably either wear white or some... Alternate, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm probably... I think fans had a great reaction to the all-white with the white face masks yeah. that we wore mm -hmm. Boise State, so I wouldn't be surprised to see us wearing those. I see, I see. Yeah, that, that was good. Yeah. Um, so, BYU has had kind of a busy off-season so far. Mm -hmm. uh, we have 19 transfers, yep. which Sheesh. is more than we've had combined in the four years since the transfer portal opened. Uh -huh. So this is... It's essentially a complete recruiting class yeah. that we've brought in in transfers. And I wanted to ask you guys this quick question. Do we like this or not? Because we're going into the Big 12. We obviously need to do some some roster upgrades. We saw this a ton throughout the past four years. Like The depth is a problem because our starters are great. They can hang with Power 5 teams. But as soon as they go down, our backups are terrible. Mm -hmm. um, so it's good that we're bringing in a lot of this depth. But I don't know if this is sustainable i don't know if it's planning you know like i don't know i want to get your guys' thoughts because this number is so big it's literally top 10 in the country in incoming recruiting classes so i wanted to get your guys thoughts on like whether or not this is a good thing um both now and moving forward to have this many transfers i think it's a good thing um personally going into the big 12 we had to make changes and we had to get depth pieces and we also brought in a new defensive staff that had new philosophies that wanted to bring new people in. We got two all Big Sky DBs out of Weber State and some other places as well. You know, we had a our linebacker coach come over from Boise State, bring some of his favorite guys with him. You know, that was just kind of natural. That was going to happen anyway. The reality of the situation is 19 seems like a really big number, and it is. But the NCAA allows for up to 105 people on your roster. Like 19, that's less than, what, 15% of that? Maybe maybe it's a little more than 15%, but it's definitely less than 20%. I'm okay with it. As long as we're building depth pieces, as long as we are still doing what we can to recruit in high school and filling the holes with uh, transfers. You know, obviously high school guys that come and they need to develop. Like guys that are 20, 21 years old are completely different physically from 18, 19 year olds. 17, 18, 19 year olds, unless they're freaking random like hulks going to Georgia or Alabama or something. So mm -hmm. you bring in transfers just to kind of mentor these guys, let them develop, and then boom, you got your roster, fill in the holes with the transfers, and that's kind of what I see is happening. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it at all. I think it's a little different between football and basketball. We've mm -hmm. seen the basketball team rely on transfers a lot. Yeah, it's like sixty percent. Yeah, the they've transfers. kind of struggled to, you know, make a sort of uh, cohesive team with that. But mm -hmm. with football, it's a lot easier. I think 
And, you know, in general, transfers can help you, but especially at BYU, we can have some limitations when it comes to recruiting. Mm -hmm. There are some guys who won't want to come to BYU right out of high school. Um, But, you know, give them a couple years to mature, figure out what they want, and realize that BYU is, you know, a good place to play football. We have people going to the draft. We have people playing on Sundays. More people are likely to come to BYU as transfers than as, you know, hot high school recruits, I think. So I think that's where it can benefit us, us the most. Yeah, that's an interesting point you bring up, Dan, because I would like, I don't know the exact number, but I'd like to say at least 80% of these transfers are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. yeah. Like, Caleb Etienne, arguably the best transfer, uh, or the best, like, tackle that entered the transfer portal this yeah. whole season. Mm-hmm. He came to BYU. He got married so that he could come here because he was living with his girlfriend at Oklahoma State. Like, oh, shoot. Really? he took the step to get married uh, as he that. transferred here, yeah, baptize him. It's like a missionary story. I know, right? Baptize him. But like, and so kind of what you're saying, like these guys, when they mature, they figure out, hey, I can go to BYU. I can excel there. I don't want this to be. Co- I'm never going to say no to a transfer. Yeah. Unless he's from Utah. Um, <laughs> Sa- Samson is the exception there. Um, yeah. But I do not want us to rely on them. Like Justin said, I want to rely on high school recruits. All the good teams in college football are built on high school recruits. Yeah. You don't see Georgia or Alabama or like Ohio State building their team on transfers. Mm-hmm. Like they will maybe like the only transfer out of those three teams was uh, the running back from Georgia Tech that went to Gibbs. Alabama. Yeah, uh, and he, like that's the only one, right? It's a one-time fix. So I think this is a great onboarding process, but it's not something that will be sustainable moving ahead into the future. And probably shouldn't be the plan moving forward. Yeah, one thing I want to add is I think high school recruits, you're going to have a higher ceiling with those guys. So you can get them, you can develop them, they can turn out to be really good. And you know, if you keep them happy, they won't leave. Mm-hmm. Yep. Transfers, there's a little less variability as to how good or bad they can be. You kind of know what you're going to get with them. Yeah. True, so true. There's definitely a higher ceiling with if you can hit or do really well with high school recruits. Mm-hmm. That can pay off more. Absolutely. And speaking of transfers, BYU just added a couple of them that we should that we would be uh, remiss not to discuss. I was thinking that. I'm glad you used that word. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about offense first. BYU landed a transfer wide receiver out of UConn named Keelan Marion. Yeah. Powerhouse program. Powerhouse mm-hmm. program. UConn football. Apparently Big 12 is considering adding them for some reason. I would love that. Oh, boy. Why not? I love it. Everybody has to have a Vanderbilt. Oh, you know, man. Everyone's got to have a Vanderbilt. <laughs> we don't yeah. have a Vanderbilt in the league. Yep. BYU might be that Vanderbilt. I, that is true. I have a state. Uh, I mean, they, they won the Big 12 two years ago. Yeah, three but, years now, ago. Yeah, but I don't think we have a Vanderbilt. I don't think we have a yeah. perennially terrible team. Somebody's got to take losses. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and UConn would just eat those losses up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy, he's only six foot two hundred, but he's a verified deep threat. He missed all of last season, basically all of last season. He played in like three or four games. He broke his collarbone in the week zero opener against Utah State. Mm-hmm. After he had a dope touchdown catch right over one of the Utah State defenders. Um, Love to see that. Yep. He's averaging seventeen point six yards per catch. That's already the most on BYU's team right now. Wow. Not bad. Like, that's incredible. That is a certified deep threat. Yeah. Uh, he's speedy. He can take the top off of a defense. Obviously, he wasn't playing the toughest of competition. But at the very least, that gives us another downfield option. 
It's a great depth piece as well. Now we have Chase Roberts, Keanu Hill, Cody Epps, plus Darius Lassiter, who's a big body, uh, possession guy, strong hands, and this Keelan Marion, who's going to be a deep threat. Like, you forgot I'm, a number one receiver. Dom Henry, yep. of course. Dom what? Henry. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm very excited for him. He also returned punts, averaging 12.4 yards of return, which is, that's incredible. That's like, good. That's very, very good. Uh, as an average? like Yes. I'll take that. that is, I'll take that every time. Um, so I'm very excited about this guy. <clears throat> yeah, we also got a transfer in on defense. Um, this was maybe alluded to earlier. It's a defensive back out of Weber State, mm-hmm. Camden Garrett. Mm. This guy is 5'11", 175. Small um, guy. He was an all-big yeah. sky conference honorable mention last year. Okay. So, you know, good G5 player. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else do we got about this guy? He... He's played four four years, so he'll probably have one year left. He's a wily veteran. BYU. He's a veteran. <laughs> I think our DBs are going to be good. To be I honest. agree. I absolutely and for all of you that might be thinking, oh yeah, he was an honorable mention in the Big Sky. Whatever. The Big Sky is like without a doubt the single best conference in the FCS. Incredible like, programs there. Incredible. You got Weber State, who's killing it. You got Montana State, who's like. In the championship game almost every other year. You have Montana. Montana. Who's also yeah, very good. Very good. So, the big the big sky is incredible. So, the fact that he was an honorable mention in that league is nothing to sneeze at. He's going to yeah. be very good. Didn't allow a single touchdown pass or th- completion of more than 30 yards last year. That is ve- very impressive. I'll take that, yeah. Very take impressive. Um, yeah, I wouldn't expect him to be like a star for us, but I'm, he's going to be pretty solid, I think, and we'll, we'll be happy to have him. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be a Caleb Hayes or like a Gabe Judy Lolly. Mm. Obviously, like Gabe Judy Lolly is the number one corner in the SEC. This is not that <laughs> for sure. Um, but at the very least, he's going to be a solid backup that can play yeah. rotationally, give other guys rests. He's going to be, it's one of those guys where if the starter gets injured and he comes in, there's not going to be a drop off. So it, at the very least, this is helping us get Big 12 ready in, in his, uh, as far as depth goes. Depth piece. Yep. Yeah, and our last transfer news, Logan Peely announced his transfer a while ago. Mm-hmm. He made his his decision. He's going up to Ogden mm. to play ah. for the agriculturalists. Nice. All right. Good for him. Utah Moo. State. Yeah. Moo. 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 Mm-hmm. And then this is a little more surprising news, I would say. Jake Wallen mm. was a high school recruit, class of 2021. One of Mark Pope's first recruits, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't remember the exact yeah. year. Um, anyways, he was the number two recruit in Utah. He was a top 200 overall. He just got home from his mission, and he has decided to play at Utah instead of BYU. Traitor! Not, not a great look for him. <laughs> not a great look at all. People are saying that you know, he wasn't big enough or good enough for the Big 12, which is fair. I don't know how good he is. He's I have no amazing. idea. I have no Never seen him play. <laughs> um, but he is 6'9". Whoa! Okay. He was 6'7". They said he grew two inches on his mission. What position does he play? Up to 6'9". <laughs> I couldn't tell you If he that. plays forward, the last thing BYU needs is another 6'9 forward. No, he definitely yeah. plays like no Waterman. Yeah. That's what we're going to say. <laughs> so, we, I feel like we could still use some size so it wouldn't hurt to have him, but yeah, not a huge loss at I the think, same time. I would think this is probably the most interesting thing for me. It opens up a scholarship on the team. There yes. We now have an available scholarship to go get another player from the transfer portal. 
And I think that's really big. And that makes me wonder, was it a Mark Pope move saying, hey, we're probably, you know, I know I offered you the scholarship, but things are changing. I don't know if you're going to get to play a lot. So he decided to go to Utah. Because given the state of Utah's program, I don't think they pulled him from BYU against BYU's wishes. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. So that, it just makes me wonder. And I don't know, right? We don't have any inside information. No. But it makes me wonder, is Mark Pope targeting somebody else in the transfer portal and he needed another scholarship. I You know who re-entered the transfer portal? Caleb Lohner. Caleb Love. Oh, oh true! Because oh, he, he committed from Michigan. Because he didn't have enough credits to yep. play. Yeah. To get he couldn't Michigan. enroll. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't get into Michigan. <laughs> That's so funny. You hate to see it. That is something it. that would happen to BYU. Honestly, if Caleb Lohner entered the transfer portal again, though, I would eat that up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah last thing about this. Um, Jake Wallen... He sort of maybe got, I don't know about pushed out, but probably wasn't good enough for like a lower level Big 12 school. So he decides to go to the Pac-12, you know? That's where he'll thrive. (laughs) It checks out, is what Dan is saying. That just tells you about the Pac-12 and the state of their basketball teams. Yep. Honestly, at this point, I feel like I've taken all of my eggs out of the BYU basketball basket. It just has none of my attention until... Like, the season starts, and then I'll follow it. If they keep doing well, I'll continue to follow it. If they just fall off the face of the planet, maybe I'll come back around tournament time. Like, <laughs> yep. you know, like conference tournament time, you know. Got to watch the conference tournament. You can get hot at the right time. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. It, BYU basketball, the state of the program right now, just feels like a whole bunch of nonsense. Mm-hmm. None of it makes sense. None of it has any direction, it seems like. Zero. There's We're not going up, but we're not going down. We're just plateauing. You know what this is? Hmm. This is the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. There's no roadmap. True. It's just we're grabbing at scraps right now. Stuff. It's hot garbage, like you said in the text. Hot garbo. We're, <laughs> we're producing entertainment to make money. Uh, that being said. That's true. You could say it's like the NBA. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I'm going to buy season tickets for basketball this fall, or this winter. There's no way I'm not going to go see Kansas play the Marriott Center. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm 100% going to every one of those fun. games. That's That's pretty pretty sick. Sick. It's going to be absolutely electric. No, it's <laughs> but I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's talking basketball. Yes. That was too much basketball. That was way we, too much we basketball. We did a lot of basketball today. That is true. Let's end on a higher note. Okay. It's time for our summer special. First presidency. Oh, yes. Here we go. Heck yeah, What baby. the people want. Let's talk about That's your first presidency. <laughs> the results of the last two of the sports video games first presidency we did last week. We had a tie. Oh. A, to- a draw? A we had draw. a draw. A gentleman's draw. Justin and Dan both had 45% of the vote. Jared with 9%. Let's go. Uh, Mark Stroud oh. did express his appreciation wait, 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 for Justin. 45-45 is 90. Yeah. Plus 9 is 99. Yeah. Yeah, there's some rounding. Where's errors. the 1% in there? <laughs> I don't know. Instagram, <laughs> Instagram had some rounding. Come on, Instagram. Yeah. But uh, Mark Stroud says, Justin by a mile with NCAA in backyard. Should have been pick 1 and 2. Absolute steal. So we're, it's going down as a tie in the record book, but for going down as a moral victory in my heart. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, like, this surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Like, I, it, Dan had a great squad, but I didn't think anything would compete with college football. Yeah. Uh, but 
Shout out to Dan, Dan. That's true. Dan he fought really he well. Rallied late. Dan fought hard. I, mm-hmm. I punched above my weight, I guess. In this <laughs> one. Yeah, that backyard pick. I'm, I'm kicking myself, man. That was a good I, one. I got that in the third round. Completely overlooked that. <laughs> got that as my second counselor. That was a steal. <laughs> and the week before that, we did college football rivalries. Uh, Dan, how'd you fare on this one? Not nearly as well. I finished with a grand total of six percent of the votes. Hey. Yeah. Jared, Which is surprising because Dan had a fire lineup. Like we all said that Dan's lineup. <laughs> we all was thought going Dan to was gonna win. I yeah. Know. We're like Dan's lineup is undeniably the best. That's weird. The fans. Differed. The people have spoken though. The, the fans have, have spoken. spoken. Yeah, Justin won this one, fifty-three. I had forty-one. Um, it's pretty close. That one, yeah, it was close, and it was also around one hundred. It was an even one hundred. Yeah, so 100%. yeah, there was no uh, what voter fraud. No voter fraud in yeah, that one. That's true. We gotta <laughs> we gotta recount. Yes. We need to recount. Um, Yes, this week we are bringing to you the first presidency of College Football Stadia. Oh, baby. Stadia. That's stadiums for all you illiterate folks. (laughs) I'm very excited for this one. I was putting together my list. Not only was I so trunky for college football season, (laughs) but I love college football. And the stadiums and the atmospheres are... 90% 90% of it. It's amazing. There's nothing like it in the yeah. entire world of sports. College football stands alone at the top, at the pinnacle of sporting events in the entire universe. I don't care what the aliens are doing over there. This is the greatest thing in the universe. I absolutely agree. So shall we pick some random numbers and get our draft order? Let's do it. I'm, I'm going to try hard this time. I'm not going to finish last. <laughs> Today we are going for a random number between 41 and 96. Mmm. Mm. Throw out numbers. 59. 88. 60, no, 71. Uh, so 71 for Justin, what was yours, Dan? 59? 59. Okay, I'm just writing these down because I'm going to forget them if I don't. Yours was yeah, there 88. there might be some hard math. We yeah. got <laughs> 75. 75, all right. Uh, so that's, uh, who had 71? Who, who Justin, and then me, and then Dan, right? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, but Justin gets See, to decide the order. But that's yeah, our, yeah. that's that's the order of the order, the order Dang. of picking. The order. Um, so I feel like there's a clear number one, of course. Okay. Um, okay. But I wonder I, if it's the same. I don't want to <laughs> wait to come all the way back around, mm-hmm. like five picks later. So I'm gonna take the third pick. Ooh, Ooh that's okay. smart. That's that's the one I wanted. I'm gonna go second. I'm first then. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't want the first pick, but I'll go. <laughs> I think I think all of us wanted to pick last. Yeah, yeah. A, a third in the lineup. I think. Yeah. All right. Let's let's do this. I'm excited. This all right. All right. <laughs> um, with as my president of my college football stadium first presidency. Okay. I will be calling a system play. Mm. System. It's play. Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Okay. We got a pander pick. I got it. I just had to. It had to. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's For, fair. In my personal life, it's a clear number one. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And the backdrop is by far the greatest the in college football. Backdrop is mm-hmm. unmatched. Yeah. There's no other. There is no other. And I do think there's something to be said that you get all the seasons at that mm-hmm. stadium, right? Yeah. Some stadiums, like in the South especially, you don't get cold winter. You don't, you know, you yeah. don't. But at Lavelle Edwards, you get rain, snow, hot in the summer. You get, yeah, you the, get the cool summer, in the fall. fall. Bitter cold winters, you know. It's yeah. beautiful. The mm-hmm. whole college football experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good one. Okay. 
There are, there's a clear number one in my mind, but I don't think it'll be number one in your guys' mind, so I'm going to wait and hope I get it in the second round. All right. But I'm going to take the shoe. The shoe. As mine. No surprise there. The most iconic looking stadium. Uh, It's over 110 years old. It's like 115 now. It's the shoe. It's the third largest in the world or in the country, whatever. It's third largest stadium in the United States. Um, Pretty large. Yeah. The entire end zone of, like, the horseshoe is just the student section. Yep. Holds, like, 20,000. Like, it's incredible. It's amazing. Uh, you don't – I don't need to explain it. It's the shoe. Yeah. So, with my first pick, um, you know, I'm not, like – I don't know. I feel like there's – there's a lot of twosy threesies. Okay. That, you know, I just have to put as my number one. Okay. So my number one at this point in time is going to be Tiger Stadium of LSU. Oh, okay. The real Death Valley. The real, the Death, real Valley. Death Valley. The that real Death Valley. My list, Tiger Stadium. My second pick, I'm actually... See, this is why I was concerned about... Like, I didn't want to go first. I really wanted this to fall to me. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm picking this too high. I really might be picking this too high. But for my first counselor, give me. Uh, I, just, I just lost it. Give me Kid Brewer Stadium of App State. Beautiful. Boone, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, um, that's beautiful in the fall. I do love the drone shots in the fall because it's so close to like the Appalachian. Uh, not mountains, we'll call them hills. Yeah, the little um, mole hills. Yeah, but they, the forest and the colors. It's just surrounded by orange leaves in the fall. Yeah. yeah. It's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's a good pick. That was on my draft board as that's, well. That's that was on mine as well. Not a bad pick. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, that was definitely up there. Okay, so this one, I'm glad it came back to me. I'm going, I think this is better than the shoe. But I had to say the shoe because I knew one of you guys would take it. Don't take it. It was Beaver Stadium of Penn State. Second largest in the country. It is the greatest sporting atmosphere in the entire world. On their whiteout nights, there is nothing that matches Beaver Stadium. They do the whiteout better than anybody. Um, They cause earthquakes when they have a, a home game there. And if you need convincing, just look up from a couple years ago, the first play of the Penn State-Michigan game. Michigan State comes out onto the field. It's so loud they can't hear each other yelling in their ears, and they get a delay of game with 15 minutes on the clock in the first quarter. In the first quarter. That is how loud this stadium is. I'm so glad it fell to me. It's by far my favorite stadium and the best home atmosphere in college sports, in all all of sports. Fair enough. That's a good pick. And as my first counselor... I feel somewhat relieved that this fell to me, but I'm going with the big house. Yep. Yeah. Of course, of course. You, you, it's, it's you know, it speaks for itself. It holds over 110,000 people. It's big house. It's big. <laughs> Michigan fans, you know, say what you want about them. They show up to football games. They do. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, That's a, a good it's pick. an iconic stadium. That's a good pick. I honestly consider that as my number one. Yeah. And it's got the dopest name. It's the big house. Yeah, the like, big house is good. <laughs> And the, the sections where they handle all the pom-poms, the students, the yellow pom-poms, yep. it looks awesome. Good pick, good pick. Great pick, Dan. Uh, yeah, and then for my second counselor, this is sort of a, an up-and-coming Okay, up-and-coming brother stadium. In, in the ward. A brother oh. in the ward. It's Neyland Stadium. Nice. Yeah, Neyland Stadium. Yep. Good pick. Amazing. Tennessee, 
I love the, the alternating orange and white checker oh, that they do. Yeah, so cool. I love the, they do it really the well. orange lights they had on. Mm-hmm. It's just their last season at Neyland Stadium was pretty impressive. The goalpost is in the river. Yeah. yeah. The goalpost <laughs> in the river. The goalpost um, to a river. They also have the Vol Army right outside on the river. Like, that was super cool. Uh, me and Justin were at the BYU Tennessee game. Yes. All time experience. Like that was really. Cool. That is a once in a life. Like that is, that's great pick, Dan. Especially as your second counselor. That's yeah. Very yeah, high that's value. A, that's a very good pick. <laughs> yeah. Very very good pick. Feel good about that. That was very high on my list. Um, I have a couple that are pretty close here. Um, I'm gonna go with one that's just pretty simple. Uh, the Rose Bowl. Mm. It's you know it's a classic. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is in a state of disrepair, but. If you look at the history of it, um, maybe this is me being a Big Ten homer, but like the Rose Bowl is like the bowl game yeah. that Fair everyone enough, knows about. Yeah. The Rose I'm, Bowl, the game itself, right? Is the gr- iconic, the granddaddy of them all. That's that's what literally they say. the nickname. That's like, what they say. So I'm, I'm going with there, and more as a bowl venue rather than a UCLA home field because we know the yeah. Pac-12 can't fill any stadium that they yeah. have. Yeah, um, not even close. But yeah, I'm going more of a history pick there. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm taking the Rose Bowl. So we have a Big Ten theme with Jared's <laughs> pick so far. Yeah. yeah. UCLA, Big Ten school. Uh, yeah, <laughs> true in both ways. Mm, see, this is this is the dicey area for me. Mm. Where, like, th- there's an unlimited amount of picks that are acceptable. Yeah. And I think you have to kind of, what are the fans going to like? Because I think there's a couple that we could choose that yeah. the fans will be like, what the heck was that pick? Yeah, so... Honorable mention, the D3 stadium where they let you park around the outside of the stadium and you shine your lights onto the field and can honk while the other team has the ball. That's awesome. Honorable mention to that stadium. Definitely. Absolutely incredible. I haven't heard about that. No, it, incredible. We'll, we'll find it. Yeah, incredible. It's, it's awesome. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm, this is hard. There's too many good ones. Yeah, see? There's only a couple picks ones. left. I'm going to go with the Swamp. Okay. 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 Classic. I feel like it's just a classic stadium. It's got a cool name. It's kind of different in the way that the stands are set up. You got the big blue like kind of triangles there that they put the big like Florida logos on and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I would I would one hundred percent agree. It's iconic. It's one of those old classics kind of. Um, my uncle went to the Utah Florida game. He said the stadium actually kind of sucks to, as a like to be in there, ah. but the atmosphere is unmatched, and I think that's kind of the charm of it, right? Like, some of the best stadiums are, like, the stadiums that are old, and you're packed in there sitting, like, hairy butt to sweaty butt with yeah. some random stranger. So, I like the pick. That's that's a great one. And for my final pick, um, man, I just, there's so many, see, like, I have some niche <laughs> ones, but, like, a pander pick that the fans will know and that I'm still okay with. <laughs> Give me DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. That was definitely on mine. Yeah, that's a safe pick. Especially with the new updated end zone, where it has the Longhorns in the stands. like That they designed kind of poorly, and it kind of looks like a uterus. <laughs> true, true. That's true. But, yeah, awesome stadium. It's a classic. Does anyone know what a DKR is? Daryl K. Royal. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's his name. It's the name. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, that makes sense. <laughs> They're okay, Royal. I assume he's an important Texas football person. Probably. He's probably also a little racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the eyes of Texas, baby. <laughs> All right. Um, 
dang, I have three that are clear, like, picks for me. Um, ah, this is so hard. Um, you know what? I'm going to steer away from the Big Ten. I've gone Big Ten in every what? single one of mine. Um, I'm going to go to Sun Devil Stadium, Arizona okay. State, because it's right in between the two mountains. Yeah. It's very, very cool. Um, also, the video board is humongous. Mm, humongous? Uh, yeah. So, I'm going to go uh, Sun Devil Stadium. The, I think the old one was cooler when it had the full bowl. Um, they changed it just a little while ago to make room for like more concessions and a bigger video screen. Uh, but it's still classic. It's where the Fiesta Bowl used to be. Very cool setting. The drone shots are awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Sun Devil Stadium. All right. I'll, I'll wrap things up. As my executive secretary, I'm going for a sort of environment pick, a beauty pick, oh. a natural pick. Okay. I'm going Husky Stadium oh. yeah. in the Big 12. Uh, yeah, that, there was one. Yeah, if that didn't get picked, I would have been sad. It's right on the edge of that lake. The sound? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what that thing Deserves is. Deserves to have been picked. It's Yeah, it's beautiful. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that area in general is beautiful, and then having a giant football stadium right there in the middle of everything mm-hmm. it's beautiful green with the blue water lovely place it's awesome and they uh they're one of the loudest one of the loudest crowds ever in like american sports was recorded at husky stadium mm-hmm. wow. very good fan experience uh and they're coming back now yeah, yeah. so u-dub's on the come up i think yeah. they got their famous quarterback michael michael Beep. <laughs> michael pen 15 yep <laughs> michael penis Michael Penix Jr. Also. Junior. Yes. Junior. Yep. I don't know if that makes it in. Small stuff. Uh, yeah, Husky Stadium. On a similar wavelength, honorable mention to Autzen Stadium. Yep. yep. You got the walk over the river to the stadium. That very was cool. On the list. That was also, very the design cool. is an O, literally, like the Oregon logo is the stadium. Very cool. I think the only reason that didn't get picked is the atmosphere kind of sucked. The atmosphere was so bad when yeah. we were there. I Kind of flat. Very, very flat. Um, other. Notable mention or uh, honorable mentions. I said I was debating between three for my last one. The other two were Touchdown Jesus, Notre Dame, it's classic, and Camp Randall, uh, Wisconsin, jump around. Yeah. Uh, those are two absolute classics. Um, Washington was on my list. The Coliseum also, it's kind of like in that Rose Bowl, more of like a history standpoint. Yeah. It looks cool, but definitely not a top environment. Like, I would definitely take a Rose Bowl over that any day. Mm hmm. Uh, what other ones did you guys have on your list? All the other ones on my list actually got picked. Mm. Oh. So I think we did a good job of picking maybe the best stadiums. Yeah. Yeah. I had the Coliseum, but you said that just barely. Yeah, the Coliseum. Um, I don't know. Notably absent are Alabama Stadium. Yep. Not that was very low. It was on my list, yeah. but it was very low. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not. It's kind of underwhelming, I feel like. The team's really good. Stadium and the fans not so. You never hear about Alabama being a tough place to play, or or it being a raucous environment. Like I don't know, you just you never hear that. No, I mean other than the fact that the team is good, yeah, you know, right? Yeah, there's nothing special about the stadium. Yeah. Um, other ones on my list: Clemson, uh, fake Death Valley, the fake Death Valley. They get docked for calling themselves Death Valley. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. But I do like the Howard's Rock and running down the hill with the students on either side of the grass hill. Kind of fun. It's kind of cool. Everyone likes to run down a hill. Yeah. Nebraska Memorial Stadium. Classic. Yeah, that's like a historic one. Mm-hmm. The balloons. Good in when the it's full. Century. When it's full, it becomes the second largest city in the state of Nebraska. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, Iowa with uh, Kinnick Stadium with the Children's yeah, Hospital. Yeah, the Children Wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one has yeah, to be that mentioned. That's wave. true. That's yeah. true. That's a good shout out. Um, what other ones? Jordan Hare and Kyle Field were also low. Uh, yeah. Great environments, but nothing very special about the stadium and themselves. Um, and then Utah State. I don't know if you guys have been to Utah State Stadium. It's pretty cool. There's not a bad seat in the house, mostly because it's kind of small. Yeah. But it's right up against the mountains, and the view from across from the press box, like over Cache Valley, gorgeous. Similar vibes, Falcon Stadium, Air Force Academy mm, Stadium. Yeah. That's true, that's yeah. true. Yeah, or uh, Colorado's as well mm-hmm. um, yeah. in Boulder. Boulder. Yeah, I was going to say, besides Lavelle Edwards, Utah has a good stadium, the state of Utah. It's Weber State. Their oh, stadium. true, actually. Very Stewart true. Stadium, yeah, maybe the second best one in the state. Uh, Very underrated. SUU yeah. on the Red Rocks. SUU, maybe third best in the state. Utah Tech. Utah Tech, fourth. <laughs> um, Snow College. Yeah. Fifth. Fifth. Yeah. We got our Utah top five stadium. There we go. Timview, sixth. Timview, sixth. Hey, Timview's is pretty sick, right on the hill there. It's not bad. With the straight concrete ble- yeah. <laughs> bleachers. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good list. I hope you fans make the right choice here. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. <laughs> you know what to do. Uh, I think it would be fun to mention some of the worst football stadiums okay. out there. Mm, I think number one on the yeah, list is Kinnick Stadium, Iowa State. Yeah. Uh, their video board looks like it's held up by a construction scaffolding. Yeah. Oh, boy. That kind of sucks. Close um, second would be Rye Shekels Stadium. Rye Shekels. Rye Shekels. <laughs> Albertson Stadium. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sad. That is maybe the dumpiest stadium yeah, I've ever been in. Just yeah. like the turf hurts your eyes quality. the whole time, and it only hurl, hurl, holds like thirty five thousand, and they fill it up like halfway every game. And it's called Albertson Stadium. <laughs> it's called Albertson Stadium. <laughs> Those uh, are pretty bad ones. Whatever dump hole that uh, Coastal Carolina plays in. Oh yeah, that very bad. No very thing b- can come out of that place. Um, Eastern Michigan's with the gray turf. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not falling for that one. Doesn't work. <laughs> um, yeah, apart from that, we got them all. Yeah, I yeah, think so. I think, think we did a pretty okay job. Oh, I Stanford. Guess I, oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Not much going on there. There's literally <laughs> nothing going on there. I did find that D3 school that allows you to park and honk while the other team oh, yeah. is on offense. That is the <laughs> South Dakota School of Mines. <laughs> I love that. Do the third down honk. They do. They honk on the, and they let you tailgate while the game's going on, oh, dude. That's, so that's incredible. That's pretty sick. I would go to that. Yeah. Like, every honestly. Saturday. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, perfect. why not? Hang what, out in your car. What What else is there to do in what city in South Dakota? South I can't Dakota. even name a single city in South Dakota. Bismarck. South or is that North Dakota? Dakota School of Rapid City, South Dakota. Okay. okay. School of Mines, yeah. I should do a road trip there. How <laughs> rapid could that city be? Obviously very rapid. Because they yeah. have cars that literally go to the stadium. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so rapid that you have to just be able to drive right out. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah. We'll post it online. Another great first presidency. Uh, if you guys have ideas for first presidency, let us know. Reach out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know what you think we should do. Uh, because it's the off season. We have like 40 more episodes to go until football season. So, Yeah. Anything goes. Yep. Anything goes. Anything goes. Uh, all right. I think that wraps it up. Any parting thoughts, though? No. Can't wait for the football. episode. Yeah. yeah. Share it with a friend. True. Enjoy it together. Though. College football. I'm so chunky for college football right now. Very chunky. How many days do we got? Like 101. 100, 100 days until 
uh, week one. But it's yeah, like wow. 93 it's until week, week zero. Oh, yeah. okay. We're under 100. Yeah. So we're getting there. We're getting there. It's we're still a while. Yeah. But yeah, we're getting there. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, leave a review, share it with your friends, and make sure to download the episodes. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. <laughs>